What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Bleacher Banter Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. It's your host, Tommy Buns, here with Sully and Jones in week I don't even fucking know of this quarantine. Things are loosening up, though. The world's getting better. Things are kind of going back to normal. Sports are rocking. The rumors are going. We got the NBA set to come back in July. They agreed to the deal we talked about last week. We got the MLB making another shot at the proposal for the players. We got Tyson Fury agreeing to fight Anthony Joshua twice in 2021. Big sports news coming. Let's start off with the NBA. As we know, they agreed to the deal to go back to play at the end of July. We're going to have an eight-game finish to the regular season. Then we're going to have our normal 16-team playoffs. That will end in October. It's going to be great to have the NBA back. But this week, it's come out that there are about 40 to 50 players we're voicing concerns over the NBA's plans to play in this bubble in Orlando. Um, nothing, no real issues with it yet, but there are a pretty significant group of players when you figure that there's only um, 23 teams involved or 22 teams involved in this. Um, that's a pretty significant chunk of the players. What do you guys think? You think this is going to be something that holds it up or do you think this is just going to they're going to have to deal with it? They're going to play and that's going to be it. I mean, it's, it's certainly going to be an issue to to some extent. I don't think it. I don't think it'll hold it up. I mean, the they've already the NBA's already said they're perfectly willing to go along with uh, replacement players, and I can guarantee you there is a whole bunch of players in the G League and that are free agents that would love to have a shot at playing in in this uh, you know new format or you know on national TV in general. You never know what. A good eight game stretch can do that that can get you a one year contract next year or something. Uh, so there's with with how little risk uh, there is for this virus of people in that age group and at that physical uh, health status, you know, the professional athletes, some of the healthiest guys in the world, the risk is just it's the juice is worth the squeeze. And for these guys, like I talked about it with you guys before, but this isn't a we're worried about the virus thing. This is we're pissed that we're going to have to be quarantined in this bubble and stuck without having to go anywhere. Like, you know, prisoners of sorts. And they're just using the virus as a, as a disguise to say that they're not actually worried about the virus. If they are, they're idiots because it's not a logical conclusion because of what the numbers don't say. It's a risk to them, a major risk to them at all. So this is just them being selfish and shallow and, pussyfooting around the fact that they're going to be trapped in this bubble and mind you the happiest place on earth they're going to be trapped in the happiest place on earth with the best medical care no one's allowed in or out and they're going to be doing their job for millions of dollars like at some points someone's got to be like cut the shit you know cut the fucking shit enough is enough if you but if you don't they they've given the choice if you don't want to play you don't have to play then you don't get any money Welcome to real life, NBA players, professional athletes. This is how the fucking world works. Reality yeah, check all, time. All, the, all these, uh, we had this conversation with baseball, and now it's on to the NBA. They're, they're, like you said, if you don't want to play, don't have to play. We're not going to force you. 
if you feel your health is jeopardized, which it's really not, you don't play, but you don't, you don't you don't get paid like everyone else. You get paid for the amount of days you work. But the thing, I think it's twofold in regards of the cop out. One, it's the health, and as you said, they have the best everything there. They are going to be fine. They're going to have testing. Uh, it's like one in five million, like you said, that they're going to be deathly ill from corona based on their age and their superior um, shape that they're in. Uh, and bas- basketball players are not even baseball players. They're in way better shape physically. Um, this yeah. isn't no Bartolo Colon pitching here. We have we have athletes. Yeah. So the second cop out I always hear is, oh, but they're worried about their, you know, their family. If they live with an older, you know, an older person, they don't want to spare. Uh, they don't want to give it to them. Well, well, cut the shit because they're not living with you there. It's you're in a bubble. That's that's the thing. We're we're not, you know, there's there, no one susceptible is is going is going to be with you. You're going to be living in the bubble, which is Disney World, and, and, and so they're not going to be be in jeopardy. So so that can't be an excuse. So they're and, using the only excuse they have of of their own health. Well, there's tons of players. We don't even need to go to the G League. I mean, I'm sure G League players will get caught up called up if you have to. But bench players will now would now be playing starters minutes. And I'm sure they would love to get the opportunity to play, possibly get a big contract out of it. I mean, uh, you know, just, you know, seventh, eighth, ninth guy on the bench goes from playing 12, 15 minutes a game to 30 minutes a game. Do you think he'd love that opportunity? Not to mention all these teams have a have a real shot at the playoffs, minus the Suns and and the uh, the Wizards. And the Wizards do have a chance to to be playing for that eight, nine. But pretty much everyone has a fighting chance for the eight or the nine, minus minus the Suns. So the Suns, I could see them wanting not wanting to play. But other than that, everyone's in the hunt. This isn't you know teams twenty five to thirty, and we're trying to lose as many games as we can to get the 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 worst pick um, chances at a better pick. You you don't want to play? Cool, cool. The uh, you know tenth guy off the bench, he's gonna be playing thirty minutes a game now, and he's gonna get a, gonna get his shot. So. I'm sure he'd love to play, and if not, the G League would, would love to play. So, uh, regardless of what you think, there's there's going to be someone to fill your spot. You are replaceable, and it's the playoffs. Where this isn't starting the season over. This we're playing for the playoffs right now. You're playing for a championship, and yeah. the teams that like you hear like LeBron with the Lakers, like yeah, everyone on the Lakers is ready to go. Like they're trying to win a championship. I'm sure, everyone on the Clippers ready to go. I can't see any one of them slipping out. Bucks. Would be shocked if any players that play significant minutes would would try. Yeah, maybe the thirteenth guy on the bench or something. Maybe one of those guys doesn't show up. I would be shocked. And even that, you're still having a chance to win a championship. It's just, it's so short sighted. It's so selfish. And and think about how how they'd be viewed just by fans, by by other players. Like you can't you can't take this risk for this. You know, like. On top of the money, like just for your teammates, I mean, Jared Dudley talked about it, like how we would kind of like the teams would police themselves and everything. And it was just like he was like, yeah, I mean, do you want to be the guy that gets that allows Anthony Davis or LeBron James to get sick? No, you're going to be doing everything you can to protect them at all costs. Like you can basically kiss your career goodbye if everyone can look back in five years and be like, yeah, well, if Jared Dudley didn't go out drinking that night and sneak out and get LeBron sick, they would have won a title. You know, they, you don't need that scenario happening. Obviously, you know, that wouldn't be the case. But, you know, just as an example, like, you, you don't want that on your resume. And two, like, if 
if they this this league brings in a significant portion of replacement players, that's an asterisk. That's the biggest asterisk you can yeah. have. That's not only like oh maybe that's an unarguable asterisk. No one can say that this this title isn't tainted if there's a significant number. Of I think it depends players. on the teams, though. I think it depends on the on the teams. If the eight seed, you know, if whoever the eight seed is, if the Magic don't come to play and they they throw in all, but if the top four or five seeds all have their guys, I think it's fine. If the eight or seven seeds are mailing it in, no, that's true. But I'm like, I'm still saying like, if the if there's you know, a mass movement, I just like yeah. If you're saying there's a mass movement among the players of not not going in. I just don't see it happening. I don't see any of the top four or five seeds, maybe a player here and there. I don't I don't see it happening. If you if you have a real shot, I don't see how you could be sitting out. And and, and like you you bring up the drinking point. Like like if you are gonna go out or some stupid shit, then clearly you're not worried about your health. So which way do you want it? Yeah, is, exactly. Is it, is it is it the bubble? Is it the bubble? You don't, and first of all, you want to be in this bubble. You might be losing you know, if you're a non-playoff team. You're going to be out in a week and a half, and if you're don't make you know if you don't make it past the first round, you'll be gone in two and a half, three weeks. So it's not that long. Like if you're the Magic or someone, like sure you got you're not beating the Bucks. You got to put up with it for three weeks max. You know yeah. most of these teams aren't playing the whole way, and if you it's are true. playing the way whole way, you're you have your eye on the prize, and if not, boo-hoo, three four weeks maximum. A lot of them were to be gone in two weeks. A lot of these, you know, these additional teams. So, uh, I mean, make up your mind. What, 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 do you, do you want to get paid? Do you want to play for a championship? Do you want respect? Or you, you want to high? I mean, we see how down the numbers are, and they're gonna have the best medical help. They're gonna be literally not around anyone. So, and their their families aren't allowed until I believe the second round of the playoffs. I know for a fact it's not until at least the playoffs, but and then it's only one or two. Family members, unless it's kid, unless it's kids, then it can be like like if you have five kids, you can bring you the five kids. kids. Oh, you can have the kids. I'm saying like you can't oh. bring like, you can't bring your wife, her sister, her cousin. Like you can't. It's it's your wife and kids, or your mom and your and wife. To be honest, kids. kids handle this very well. Absolutely, kids like obviously yeah. worried out worried for kids, but like I saw numbers about the amount of. I mean, the literally like the younger you are, that the better chance you are for this. Yeah, and but like. You, you're still in a bubble, so yeah. I mean, it's not like you're going out drinking. No one ain't no, no one out. Like they have their own designated area. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna. They can't go on the rides. They can't go get a fucking corn dog. Nothing. You know, the kids can't go on the teacups. You know, welcome they, to Disney. They're gonna be able to go to the games, <laughs> can't right? Go on Dumbo. <laughs> well, welcome to Disney World. You're riding the fucking seesaw in the Radisson Inn lobby. <laughs> Are they? But, they allowed to go to the games? Yes, they go to the games. The way I understand it is that like that complex where the arenas are and whatever housing they're using, I'm sure there's a couple designated hotels near that that uh, those complexes that'll be used. But it's it's I think both literally literally and figuratively like a bubble. Not there's not going to be a fucking like plastic bubble around the thing. It's like but the there, Simpsons movie. There's literally like fences that you can't like. You're not allowed to go by here. There's going to be guards. People can't go by this location. Twenty four seven protection. Not allowing people in or out. There'll probably be like one or two points of entry that they'll allow like deliveries of you know food and supplies or whatever you know the hotels and and players need um, things like that. But from all accounts and everything I've read, it is okay. You're in. You're in past this line now. 
you know, welcome to the new society because this is a new country for the next fucking six, eight weeks or whatever, how long it's going to take. Do we need to go down back to World War Two and 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 the players literally getting drafted and going to war, literally getting drafted, not having a choice, going to war, hopping off the plane and and, and playing baseball? I, I, I mean, you're literally fighting for your country and those guys would not second we talked about this before they wouldn't second even second think second guess this at all i mean it's it's just ridiculous like it's kind of just it's like celebrities and sports as a whole they're just they're just showing this i don't want to know what to call it just lack of tolerance for the for the virus and just oh i'm so over it in my mansion and what how am i going to survive and oh i'm not getting paid for games i don't play and all this just bullshit soft shit and it's like that's what Real people deal with real people deal with finances. Real people always lose their jobs. Real people deal have to have to do this and navigate on the fly. They don't have they don't have the you know thirty million you know you know money salary or you know money in the bank account or ten million dollar home to be in quarantine and and they're just so distant celebrities. I hope people have realized a lot of these people just are selfish and just not really don't get it. They just don't get it. Yeah, I mean, it, it just it, at least own it, you know, just say you don't want to do it and you don't want to, you know, be a part of it and just, you know, you don't get your money like that's if you're truly concerned about the health issue, then none the of that should matter. matter. The money wouldn't matter. None of it should, exactly. None of the it should matter. matter. Like the, with the baseball, like with the baseball talks, like there's if I am significantly risking my life, I mean, one million, five million, 30 million. If I think there's a good chance I'm dying, probably not doing it. Yeah. It's like the whole question, like if, yeah, you're given a, a button, like, and you have a 25% chance of dying, but if you don't die, you get $50 million. Are you pressing the button? No, no one's pressing no, that not, button. I'm not pressing the button. You have to be in a really desperate spot to press the button. I'd have to be terminally ill <laughs> to press the button. Yeah. Or, or I'm saying you'd have to have like a house foreclosed and just literally have nothing and be in a really dark place. Yeah, like, exactly. Just a real dark place of, of something Darkness. we don't want to go down, but... <laughs> I mean, I, it's just you're you're not, and the and and the chances are nowhere near that. It's just people like Blake Snell, and they're just showing how how selfish and short sighted, and they're they're not. And we were like, oh, the NBA gets it, they gets it. Well, do they now? Now it's time to play. Now it's time to strap strap up the laces and yeah, and, not so uh, fast. Yeah, and and I I'm waiting for the first NBA star to say something because. Lillard said originally, if he doesn't have a chance at the playoffs, now he has a chance at the playoffs. He is. They're they're tied for the nine seed. If they get the nine seed, they have a chance at the playoffs in the eight seed. So they very well have a chance to make the playoffs in these last eight games. And also, it's like once again, if you don't make the playoffs, you're there eight games. What is that? Two weeks. You're you're there for two weeks. You're risking your whole life in a bubble for two weeks. Poor Damian Lillard. But I'm waiting for someone to come out and say I'm not playing from a star and a really good team, and I don't buy it. It is interesting how not one name was brought out of those 50 players. I don't know. If yeah, it's good reporting. is it good reporting or is it, you know, these are my, these are not, not stars and or it's bluffing they're just bluffing because uh, the only way I could see that is if it's Chris, if these players have reached out to Chris Paul and said, Hey, this is, I'm, I'm not too hot on this idea. And Chris Paul has then conveyed that message and they're not sharing names. Like Chris Paul's not sharing names and he's That's, just, that could be saying, because Chris Paul's good at his job. Yeah. So he might just be the one saying, Hey, I've spoken to 50 players roughly. This is 
what they're telling me. This is their concern. This is their feeling. But I'm not giving you names of these players. And, and maybe Chris Paul doesn't have concern, right? He He's all. Yeah, I mean, Chris Paul is from every account and every interview I've seen has been doing everything he can working step by step along this process to get this done. I think he's been as involved, if not the most involved. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of these players, you got like a lot of these players, it's an opportunity to win a championship. And if you're LeBron, who's old, if you're Harden, who's getting Paul's getting up there, Harden, who knows how many real chances? I don't even don't even know if they have a chance. You know, uh, time short on somebody Kawhi with his injury history. Who knows how if he'll be the real Kawhi in three, two, three more years. A lot of these guys, I mean, you know, who the NBA can, landscape can change really quickly, quicker than any other, you know, who knows if you're going to have that type of really great team to have a chance. So, yeah, and, it, and it's not even you just worrying about keeping your own house in order and together anymore. It's you have to be weary of someone else coming along and building a better house, you know, building a better team around you. Yeah, it's it's not like there's no real well now with the Warriors injuries there's no real like three bona fide superstar teams anymore. It's pretty much two guys and varying levels of of role players and supporting cast. You know, even with the best teams, you know, it's all duos and who's got the best supporting cast now. There's no Warriors. There's no big three in Miami. There's no big three in Boston. It's a it's truly a much more level landscape in that sense. So. It's almost like a race for like next offseason will be a race for those top four or five teams to who can get the true third star. You know, who can make that Bradley Beal deal without giving up too much or something of that nature. You know, a guy like that Because how many there aren't going to be many true superstars available next year. You know, Bradley Beal's one and he's not even a free agent. You know, DeMar is DeMar DeRozan really a superstar. I, I don't know if I call him a superstar. I don't think he's a superstar at all. Yeah. So I mean, look, and, he left the team and yeah, exactly, exactly. They won and a then, championship. Kawhi and Leonard they, is a superstar. I'm very. I think is is DeRozan a star? I don't even know about that. You could make the chances. You could make the case he's a star. Yeah, I, I I tend to think if you make All Star teams, I can qualify you as a star. But I don't think at any point there's more than eight to ten true perennial superstars in the NBA. Yeah. Is James Harden a superstar? He probably uh, is. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, is. I, as much as I don't like James Harden's game, I, I think he's a superstar. It's like it's like Harden, Kawhi, LeBron, Giannis, KD. Durant. Kyrie is not a superstar to me at all. No, no. I think that's where it stops. At like that 9, 10, 11 range. Though, the, like Clay, sorry. Like I love yeah. Clay. Clay's not a superstar. No, exactly, and that's the range. Like Clay's probably falls like in that. Russell, well, Russell Westbrook's probably around the fringe. I yeah, I was gonna say I think he's the line. I think he's really Paul like. Paul George is he a superstar? I think he's right there with Westbrook. He's right there with the line, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, you know, Damian Lillard would be a guy who is like just over the line as a superstar to me. C.J. McCollum not a superstar. C.J. McCollum not a superstar for sure. Oh. Star. Did not we miss a, anyone? Uh, Steph Curry, obviously. Sorry, yeah. sorry, didn't. Yeah, didn't say uh, that one. Uh, uh, but yeah, like the the point remains. Eight to ten guys are actual true perennial superstars in the league, and I don't think that ever changes. And it's not a one year thing either. It's, oh, it's you have to be a bona fide top ten player in the league for multiple seasons to become a perennial superstar. Like Jimmy Butler, not a superstar. No, no. 
high-level star, not a superstar. High-level star for sure. Like, I'll take Jimmy over Kyrie and a bunch of guys. Yes, yes. I'll, I'll take him over – I'd take him over Westbrook even. Yeah, absolutely. I but, mean, you know, age starts is starting to creep in for Jimmy because I think he's, what, 30 now? I think he said he's probably not playing past 35, but – Yeah, so – So did KD. <laughs> yeah, I mean, KD – at this rate, Katie yeah. might make it to fucking 33. It all depends on how he comes back. Don't get me started on on KD. KD and Kyrie. At least he said he wasn't going to come back and play. At least he had that much self-awareness. Because you can't just – don't force it. You guys aren't do, winning the title. Even at, They're not winning the title if Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are at their best. But if Kyrie was playing, I, there'd be way more pressure for Kevin Durant to play. And after 14 months – I don't know how long the surgery takes, to be honest. And obviously, he put himself in jeopardy. It's hard to call him out on something. But pretty sure 14 months of Achilles, you're good to go after 14, 15 months. Boogie yeah. came back after 10, 11. Boogie's not exactly the best fucking model to go after. But still, <laughs> yeah, but still you're I mean, right. You're right. Well, that's fair. Boogie that's came fair. back a little early. Boogie is not as athletic. And Boogie came, and that's three, four months is, I think, a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's what? I think it's I think it's like I think that's the time period, like twelve to fifteen months. Yeah, that is the, that is the time frame. And Duran is Duran is at Durant by the time they start is gonna be fourteen. So he could definitely play. Not to not to put words in his mouth he or was, my mouth. I think he could the, definitely play. I think the anniversary of his Achilles tear was yesterday, the day before. It was yeah, very, very recent. Yeah, so it'll be ago. it'll be about fourteen months. Yeah. Or thirteen and a half, but it would because it'll be all of July and the rest of June, so it'll be almost 14. Yeah. And he doesn't um, even, even have to play the last eight regular season games. He could just play in the first round. Yeah, but they won't. He won't. They're, no, they're no done. Way. But, it, yeah. Moving on to baseball. We thought we made some traction, but it turns out it doesn't look like we made much traction. Yesterday, according to Jeff Passan, uh, Rob Manfred said – the league will make a new proposal to the Players Association after receiving the union's 89-game proposal last night. He said it will be a significant move in the players' direction, but if we have to, we'll exercise that right to set a 48-game season. I think a 48-game season, you might as well just not fucking have a season. What 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 are you going to do? 48 games? That's, that's ridiculous. It's, it's better than nothing. they got to keep something on the books, and I think the only satisfaction I'd get in a 48 game season is just watching the players get fucked because they've been so uncooperative this whole time. Every time it, it, every deal is getting inching closer and closer to what the players want. The, you know, the owners will give up 20% and the players come back and give up, say, no, we're only going to sacrifice 5% less than what we, we said, you know, not, not that as a number, like monetarily, just monetarily, uh, you know, prorated play, number of games, like all the different things, like 5% of what our total package, you know, the owners just seem to be giving up much more and trying to work to get this done much more than the players. And the owners don't need to. We talked about it last week. The owners are fine. There's so many owners that, what they say, like six or eight owners that are just like, yep, fine. Don't need the season. Go fuck yourself. We're fine without playing the season. We don't have to pay you a dime. Cool, fine by me. Like, yeah, we're gonna lose money, but we're gonna lose a lot more if we have to pay you for fifty games. So yeah. why not? They just they just keep they started out what forty eight and hundred and fourteen, and they they keep going back and forth, and eventually they're just gonna end up in the seventies. And the more negotiating, the less time, the less time they have 
to I mean to play baseball. I mean, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's gonna it, like we said for the past month. You know, they're gonna they're gonna end up exactly in the middle or in that seventy to eighty game range like we ex- expected and. We just wasted a month of doing nothing. You know, you could have had more expanded playoffs. You could have had more off days. You could have had time to put in more safety precautions. There's so many things you could have done. And they, they're they just going to end up right where they should have the whole time while they were having a dick measuring contest. And by the time they get to playing, it'll be like, oh, you could have been playing for weeks at this point, getting more games in, in more like wide time frame, making more money. It's going to end up, no matter what at this point, I think it's going to end up not working out for the players, and they're going to have wish that they agreed to something sooner. I mean, who yeah. writes their checks? Who writes their checks? Who's going to be writing their checks for free agents this offseason? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't understand it. Like, why would you want to piss off your employer? Doesn't make any sense. I, I, I don't understand. Like, like, yeah, you ask for a raise maybe here and there when you got your boss a little fucked up on the booze. He's a little, he's feeling good. You know when to pick your spots. But you're just going to fucking nag him every day and day and day and think that he's just going to give more to you and give more to you. And then you just think when, you know, your contract's up, he's going to say, yeah, you've been such a great employee. You've been, you know, you you really, uh, you know, abided to your contract and, you know, you've been great to have. I'm just going to give more money to you now. Contracts this year, unless you're Mookie Mookie Betts, they're going to fucking blow. The more, the more, the happier the owners are. The more games we played, the better chance we're we're getting back to baseball. Getting better chance we're getting back to baseball with fans. All those things going in a positive direction. Better chance of you getting paid in the off season. But I, I don't understand. They don't understand the correlation of their pay has to do with the owner's willingness to pay. And and people don't like to hear, but how their pockets are doing. Yeah, and you really think like uh, a commissioner is gonna support a like even a collusion scandal at this point like we're as if all 30 teams were like yeah we're not we're not paying and no one no one's handing out a contract over 150 million or whatever the number is 200 million like no no matter what we're having that agreement you know what are you gonna the, the owners will just be like yeah okay uh you want to prosecute us guess who doesn't have a job anymore you we're gonna go find a new commissioner who's not gonna prosecute us or not gonna investigate this because this is bullshit you know and the the players, I think it was Sean Doolittle had that tweet about like, oh, oh Doolittle's the we, worst. We really want to play. Like, all we want to do is get out there for the fans and get shut the fuck up. If you want to get out there, you're like worried about. We have to make sure our future is protected and our and our uh, uh, you know players of all ages and levels have a bright future, a bright path ahead. It was some bullshit like that, and it's just like, how short sighted are you? Do you not? I'm. We're not even involved, and we can see that you're hurting the future of, of players. You're hurting both next year's free agent class and God knows how long it's going to affect. It took MLB four years after the 94 strike to get back to the same um, attendance levels. Four years! You think, And, and a sport that re- relies the most on gate fees of any sport in the country, what do you think is going to happen when you have four consecutive years of lowered gate fees it's not happening and it's just gonna hurt everyone involved it's just such a short-sighted selfish cockamamie excuse i i can't i can't get over how you know and maybe there's stuff being said behind closed doors that we don't know and we aren't being privy to but if you're gonna expect us to judge if you're gonna expect us just to believe you 
without details and oh yeah we're gonna just trust that it's not right and it's not what's going on and it's not what you want to hear like there's nothing there's no information that we have been served or provided that would indicate the players are acting in good faith it just isn't yeah based on the information we have available to us that's not the case you know so what we have nothing else to work off of and i'm sure shit not going to just take your word for it at this point i'm not taking anyone's word for it but at least but you know that's not siding with the owners or players but the owners aren't tweeting every other day this is bullshit this is blah 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 all i see is the owners inching more and more and more and more in your favor with every proposal and you just saying no before you can even read the title of the yeah the owners the owners have been giving up inches inches they've given or feet on a yardstick whatever you want to call it they've been giving up more and the players are just like oh no but but the owners are the ones that have the real leverage and rob manfred could be 48 game season acted because you guys couldn't get it together there rob manfred is the one that can say we're having the season regardless and it can be the 48 games and that'll hurt the players Way more than it's going to hurt the, hurt the owners at the end of the day, and and I Sean Doolittle I I hate Sean I, I should say I hate I I, I sh- whatever you want to say I think Sean Doolittle sucks. First of all, his Twitter name is Obi Sean Kenobi Doolittle. Uh, you're trying way too hard at a Star Wars reference there. Way forced. One yeah. of his last tweets. I love Star Wars. I hate that name. I practice baseball in the backyard and I ride my bike a lot. I'm moody and angry all the time. I got rage against the machine on repeat. I only talk to the talk to my friends online. I stay up past my bedtime. The quarantine has turned me back into my teenager. Cool, with the glasses emoji. Um, that probably is written by a fourth grader. And uh, what the fuck are you saying? You're moody and you're angry, and and you're writing in your backyard and and like like what the fuck is this? Like like but yeah, this he's nothing. Yeah, he turned into a teenager. But also, we should listen to him on complicated financial and contractual issues. At the and same societal time. issues. He's very yeah. big on societal <laughs> issues and, and injustices. Okay. But now he's now he's the cool teenager and he's trying he's staying up his bedtime. Let's and, go let's go ask, you know, little Jimmy, the thirteen year old that lives down the block from you, his same thoughts and we'll we'll compare and we'll believe you both equally because you're both teenagers. So that's that's how we'll you know navigate through that if that's how you wanna play it. Yeah, like there's like like two tweets back, it's like talking about, you know, injustice is going in society and obviously it's not something to be belittled but like what what are you doing <laughs> what are you doing i just yeah which is it make up your mind it's the same right. with the nba guys you can't have you they want to they want to play both sides of the coin and it's bullshit and P- P- fans are starting to see it i don't know baseball at what point does at what point does rob manfred say here's the proposal from the owners you have 48 hours to say yes or there will be a 48 game season enacted that's it. There'll be no, there's no more negotiating. There's no more bullshit. We've, we've come closer and closer to your wants and asks every step of the way. And you haven't, you've just said no, 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 no. And then come back with egregious proposals. And what do you, at what point does Manfred, it's gotta be this proposal, right? I mean, it's gotta be how much, how much closer can, can they get to being reasonable? You know, it's just, this is it. If you don't accept this 48 game season and this is what's happening, you don't get it. There's no more negotiating. You don't get a voice. I'm taking your voice away. I just don't know what what point that is. What proposal is that? I mean, probably to the point where they can no longer start at a reasonable time when they can no longer start at like July 10th or 11th or 
They wanted to start on July 4th. I, I, eventually, the time is going to run out for to have even these shortened 70, 80 game seasons. That's what I'm saying. I feel like the last, you know, two weeks we've been hearing, three weeks we've been hearing, well, well, June, if they don't have it by June 5th, you can kiss this goodbye. If you don't have it by June 10th, you can kiss this goodbye. Like, it's June 10th, well, 11th, what, you know, June 11th. What are we doing? You know, the, at some point. And what do you, if we're down to a time frame where we can only fit in 60 games, At that's, what's the point? You know, owners will just be like, all right, enact it. We'll take the 10 game loss. Fuck you. Like yeah. what? You know, this is it. I don't. We don't care. The forty-eight game season is now the best. The best option. Maybe that's the because that's what the owners would probably be prefer. That's what they would prefer is the forty-eight game season. So, the players really don't have any leverage because the yeah, owners it, are the ones who, pro, who propose the that. The players are the ones that wanted the hundred whatever fourteen originally when there wasn't amount of time. I mean, I just the way it's trajectory of baseball. I just see it going. Way down, we're di- we're diehard fans, and our interest and commitment is going down. The fringe fans really don't give a fuck at this point. Baseball is going down, and then you have sports like UFC, which are taking advantage of this. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see UFC surpass baseball at some point. I mean, the ho- you know hockey oh, definitely surpassed baseball. UFC is way on the rise. I mean, even yeah. boxing. Who knows? We have some boxing fights coming up this year, right? Uh, yeah, well, next year it got announced, so this year we still have potentially, I don't know if it's still going to be going on, I haven't heard anything, but we obviously have um, uh, Fury Wilder 3, uh, was supposed to be the middle of July, not sure what the status on that is now, I'm sure they're yep. not going to want to miss a gate on that, so I could see that being rescheduled, um, but the um, Tyson Fury also just agreed to uh, two fights with Anthony Joshua in 2021. So that'll be huge. I mean, that'll be... Why two fights? Why not? <laughs> no, I know, but I'm saying, well, like, usually, you know, I mean, I guess, is it because of the lack of great competent heavyweights it, for him? It's it's just, it's essentially like taking out the uh, rematch clause and just making it a guarantee. Like, it's it's no different than a, a standard rematch clause that are yeah. that is in most, like, title fights like this or heavyweight fights. Where it's just, you know, obvious, didn't matter who won either of the first Fury-Wilder fights. The guy was going to want a rematch. And the same's going to go with, you know, Fury-Joshua. Uh, you know, they're going to want, I mean, I guess if, if Joshua loses, Joshua loses, then, you know, Fury wouldn't necessarily sign up for a rematch. But, you know, that's in, that's in the clause of so many big fights like this. Yeah. So, it's just kind of, I guess making that a guarantee. Um, plus, you know, you're trying to maximize, you got three really big ticket heavyweights right yeah. now, which, Any which hasn't happened. of those you want more of, yeah. which hasn't happened in a couple of decades since Tyson Holyfield Lewis, you know, so to, to have that, those three guys who legitimately could be the number one fighter in the world, uh, at any point you want to see them go, you know, head to head mm-hmm. as much as they can. Um, and I you just know, got news. I saw. I just looked it up. Josh uh, Wilder Fury postponed should be in October. It looks like in Las Vegas. Right. That makes sense. They're not. So, they're yeah, not going to miss the gate sense, on that. Yeah. So does Josh? Would Joshua have a chance against Fury? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, they're Joshua's a, a much more technical fighter than Wilder is. Yeah. But he's you know like like most people, Fury's got a lot of size on him. 
And I mean, that's Ruiz one thing knocked Joshua Fury, out. So Fury doesn't have the size on Wilder. You know, they're both obviously you know, six nine versus six seven. It's not six nine versus six one or six well, two. Fury has the weight. He doesn't have the, the length, really. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, in to- Fury's got everything over Joshua in size. You know, reach and height. Joshua got Joshua got knocked out last year by Andy Ruiz. Exactly. So, he's hittable. He can be knocked out. He got beat by a much less technical boxer than Fury is. So I mean, there's I I think Fury wipes out everybody and rides off. But yeah, yeah I think Wilder's the only guy that really can can beat Fury now. And I think it's if Wilder can become technical enough to stay in it and land one of his haymakers because right. I don't, I don't think, I don't think Wilder, or I don't think Fury gets up from another double Wilder knockout, you know, no. like the last time he bare, I don't, that was a, a you know, that was God that he stood up the, after that knockout in the 12th round of the first fight. So I just don't see it happening again. If, if Wilder is able to stay in it and control the fight enough to land two knockdowns again, and and one of them be as powerful as that second one was in the first fight. I don't see anyone on earth getting up from that again. But who knows? You know, we didn't think it would happen with Fury, and it did. So I just don't. Uh, Wilder has indicated that he's not even like entertaining fighting Joshua. He doesn't think after Joshua lost to Ruiz, he was like, "Yeah, okay, good one. You wanted to fight me, like LOL." No, yeah, I mean. Uh, Wilder was always kind of like, yeah, you, you've still got some work to do before you get on my level. Yeah, that's what I and, thought, yeah. And then he yeah. lost to Ruiz, and he was like, okay, good one if you think you're fighting what is, me any time. Ruiz, like, fourth or fifth best? I don't, yeah, I mean, I guess. I don't even think that high, but it, that was kind of almost thought as like a, you know, a courtesy match in a sense. Like, that wasn't... Yeah, that, yeah, yeah it really that, was. He got the chance to fight Wilder. Yeah, it was almost like a filler match for Joshua because it was one. It was his first fight in America. They didn't want him to like debut with a loss. You know, it was at MSG. It was a it was a big fight. Uh, it was a big promotional fight. So it was kind of it was supposed to be a setup fight to really keep Joshua in the running, get another solid. You know, beating Ruiz is no no joke. It's not like it, you know he's some laydown fighter. But it was you know if all things went to plan, it would have been. It would have been those two, Joshua Wilder, after Ruiz beat him. Mm-hmm. And, and But then, you know, Joshua's loss kind of screwed up all of that. And now we're at some convoluted way get to get back to that through another Fury fight and two Joshua fights. Uh, I would be, I mean, it looks like we might have to wait after all of these to see Wilder Joshua. Yeah, well, so for what it would be years. What if Fury just that. keeps beating everyone? If Fury beats Wilder and then Fury beats Joshua the next two times, what's next? I think that's it. I don't think there's anything else yeah, for him to do at it. that point. I think you. I think you. At that point, does he retire? Does he? Let's say Fury goes all three and zero in these bouts. Then you, the, you obviously have to have a Wilder Joshua fight, and then the winner of that will get another shot at Fury. If Fury doesn't retire, because at Fury that point, retire, yeah, who else? There's no one else for him to. Yeah, to exactly. And three, those three fights, you got to figure he's bringing in at least a hundred, hundred and fifty million combined. Oh yeah, yeah. he's 
He's already made enough money to never do anything again. Exactly. How so, old is Jerry? Uh, early his, 30s, mid-30s, I think. Yeah, I think he's like 33, 34. I could be wrong. Let me just... Walter is, what, 27? No, he's... I think he's actually older. Tyson's 34. Wilder. Tyson's 34, wow. Yeah, well, I knew Wilder was older than Fury. Uh, I didn't... Re- I thought Fury was a couple of years older than he was... Than he is. He's 31, wow. Yeah. So you're really not even looking at retirement as much of an option for him. Yeah, well, I mean, you got to figure by by the time these three fights are over, he's going to be 33, 34, depending well, on what both, the, both, the second both fight two fights is. are going to be next year, right? So you'd be 30, 32 or 33, 33. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming it'll be if, if Fury Wilder happens in October, then you probably figure about a, a February to April for Joshua one and then a and late then August to November. Yeah, August to November for for the second fight. Yeah, so it'll be 33. So, I mean, but still, yeah, I mean, still, what? I mean, maybe someone young comes up. I don't know. I don't know the uh, the young guns. Uh, if there's any up and coming, I don't know how how long it takes in boxing. I'm sure it, they don't just pop out of nowhere. I'm sure they got to accumulate a bunch of an amateur record and then professionally. I don't. I don't know. If there's anyone Jesus young and Christ. talented that could, in three four years, challenge him, hopefully, because uh, it was kind, of, it's kind of fun when boxing's a big deal and everyone's like, you know, yeah, especially the heavyweights, and like, and like the girls, like, oh, what's going on? It's like, okay, like, oh, this ESPN is going on. You're out. Tyson Tyson Fury, 31 years old, says he plans to fight until age 40. <laughs> It makes sense because, I mean, he's only getting better. Listen listen to the fucking names of this guy's kids. He's got five kids. Five kids. Prince John James Fury. <laughs> Venezuela Fury. <laughs> Prince Adonis Amaziah. Valencia Amber. And Prince Tyson Fury the second. Wait, he has three princes? He's the Gypsy King, bro. Yeah. Three three kids named Prince. Prince John James Fury, Venezuela Fury, Prince ah. Adonis Amaziah, Valencia Amber, and Prince Tyson. I don't know Fury. why, but I think I, I couldn't I didn't know if I could love him more, but I think I do love him more. I, I love Tyson Fury. I follow him on Instagram. His videos, he does these work at home videos. I think he's he, I think he's the man. He's great. He's great. I mean, I'm always gonna, I'm always gonna root for Wilder when they, those two fight, because he's the, you know, he's the American, and he's got that electric, you know, knockout power. He's electric. He's electric factory. I mean, he's the under, and he's definitely the underdog. Yeah, now, now he is. Yeah. Uh, so, but I mean, Fury's great to watch. I love everything about. I mean, mean, the singing American Pie after that was, that was great. Great. It's a, it's such a good troll move. You can't. You can't hate it. You know, like I said, I don't, I, it's a slight edge I'm rooting for. I, I know it's nationalism why I'm rooting they're both, for. They're both good guys. They're both. Exactly. Uh, they're both and respectable. I, so they both respect each other. They both, you know, and I think. And a wilder win would mean more fuel to the fire. Exactly. Also. And I, I, if you ask both of them, they'll, if you ask Tyson Fury, he'll say he's the best fighter in the world and Deontay Wilder's the second best. And if you ask Wilder, he'll say he's the best and Fury is the second best. They, they they know that they're the two best fighters in the world. They are. Yeah, they are. 
And I they don't both... know if Wilder would have said that soon after the first, the second fight, but yeah, maybe now true. he'd say that. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, I think it's true. Yeah. He got it. Yeah. He got it. Just whooped. But exciting things to look forward to. Very, very exciting things to look forward to. Um, again, hopefully next week we will have some more news on baseball. Hopefully they can come to some type of agreement and put some baseball out there for us in any kind of form because, like we said, without it, it's going to do a lot of damage to the game. Um, until then, though, please go check out the store at BleacherFan.com. Uh, check out the store. Um, tons of good stuff on there. Tons of Bleacher Fan merch. Tons of team-centric merch. Uh, support us so we can keep doing this. Uh, please subscribe to the podcast. Uh, share it. Give us a rating on iTunes, on any of the platforms. Um, and until next week, just take it easy, stay safe, stay healthy. Uh, we'll be back with another episode.